Good day, everyone. Richard Coverthwaite for Northwest Access TV. Thanks for joining us here again. And we're going to be talking about the proposed expansion of the Franklin County State Airport in Highgate and especially its relevance to Missisquoi Valley Union High School and the Missisquoi Valley uh, School District uh, with uh, some significant educational opportunities possibly coming down the road. So big project, a lot to talk about, and happy to have three people who can tell us all about um, the project and about how this could affect MVU. Across from me, uh, Julie Regenball, the superintendent of the Missisquoi Valley School District. Julie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. And another Julie next door, Julie Torres, a 2020 MVU graduate who works at the airport. And to my right, Chris Shepard, the chair of the Missisquoi Valley uh, School District Board. Thanks a lot, folks, for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. So again, a big, I guess I'll talk just briefly about the project that I think a lot of folks are probably heard something about. I guess it's been in the news for, I don't know, maybe up to the last year or so, but I guess three parts to the project, and it looks like the state is very likely to move ahead on at least one of these um, aspects of the project and upgraded the airport, including an, an extension of the runway. But two other parts uh, would be private development of a seven-lot commercial park on a budding property, and also the extension of water and sewer lines from MVU to the airport. And that is seen as a, as a key component of uh, fostering economic development of the area. In fact, I guess a, a water sewer line, I guess, was extended to MVU a while back, so kind of be an extension of that. Anyway, and certainly a project, and, and there'll be a key vote in Highgate later this year on a, on a bond vote. So there are a number of different parts to this project. But Julia, pretty, again, just looking at the future, again, nobody should think anything's going to be happening very quickly with this, but, uh, but again, for the future, and again, we can talk about Franklin County, not exactly Chittenden County in terms mm -hmm. of income. Um, a lot, I mean, quite a number of low and moderate income families. Job opportunities are always something to catch people's attention. But you see this as uh, just a pretty, pretty good project down the road? Well, I think it's really important on a number of levels. One, obviously, economic development in our community only benefits our schools generally. Families move in when there's economic development that in, that drives up uh, the number of students that are enrolled in our schools. It's all a benefit to our community as a whole and the health of our schools. But if you think about the purpose of schooling and you think about the outcomes after students graduate, we have about 30 to 40 percent of students who go on to college. We have a number of students who enter the military. In our community of three towns, Swanton, Highgate, and Franklin, at the highest, we have about 18% of folks who have bachelor's degrees or above. We really need to have good work-based opportunities in our schools that help train students for good, high-paying jobs and careers. Mm. Because a large percentage of our students are looking for that, and our community needs it. So not only do we need the employment, but the opportunities for students to have pre-employment training while they're in high school, it's just an important aspect of uh, what public schools are required to do and really need to do to serve our students well. Is that happening to some extent now? Are there some local industries where kids are, are you know, doing apprenticeship programs or, or some kind of thing? Certainly. We, we yeah. have a full-time work-based learning coordinator at MVU. Oh. Uh, he works with students to set up apprenticeships. Um, we have relationships with companies throughout Chittenden and Franklin County. Hmm. Transportation is a big barrier for a lot of our families and students. 
So an opportunity at the airport, literally in our backyard, yeah. uh, is is one that's really exciting, uh, not only because of the quality of opportunities that would um, be available for students, but just that barrier of transportation isn't there. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Julie, you're, um, you can tell us a little about the airport. So a 2020 MVU graduate, and I guess um, interest in aviation for, for a long time? I suppose you can say that. Interesting. And, tell, and you work at the airport. I do. Can you tell us about your job? Um, I love it. Uh, I started February of 2020. Um, Richard Barwin got me set up with Beth White. And, and we'll be talking to Beth a little later. Yeah. And um, she introduced me to George Coy, who's my mentor and employer. Oh. And um, He being, is he the, like the manager of the airport or? Um, no. No. But... I right. work for his son as well, Cliff Coy, who might be considered the manager of the airport. Or co-manager. And when yeah. I think of the Coys, I think of the uh, Franklin County State Airport, but mm -hmm. in any case. Yeah. So, what, so what, what, do you, what do you do? What's your job exactly? Um, I'm training to be an aviation maintenance technician wow. in AMT. Interesting. And did I see, would you like to be a, co a commercial pilot also? Is that still? Possibly. Uh, possibly. Yep. Have you taken, can you, do you fly now? Have you taken like? Yeah? I do. I take a lesson a week. Wow. My flight instructor, Kyra Becker. Interesting. Okay. So how, how does this sound to you, uh, Chris, as the uh, chair, chair of the board? Again, I guess any, any opportunities, economic development opportunities, probably sound pretty good to you folks, I would guess. Uh, I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, I'm personally a resident of Highgate. Uh, I have three children at MVU, oh. and within my own house, I would say I have two headed to college, and I have one that is definitely not going to college. So anytime some opportunities that come up yeah. that are much more work-based, I think are uh, excellent opportunities that I feel is a need for our students. Uh, we do work with some local businesses, um, but there, it's limited on the amount that we can do yeah. just because of the limitations. And like Julie said, transportation, it is literally in our backyard. That's a, that's a pretty big component. Yeah. And uh, I mean, what a better success story than Julie Torres. You know, she worked through the program. She now works at the airport. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the model of what we're looking to do. Interesting. So it sounds like a pretty cool initiative. Again, there are a lot of parts to this. I think there's one grant that's been obtained, but for the whole project, for the whole mm -hmm. build-out, we're talking, obviously, some years down the road and a lot of different pieces to it. Um, what's your sense of Highgate? I've got one friend who lives pretty near the airport. I think he's not real high on the project. I think just out of concern that there'll be more plane traffic. But in general, do you think people sound receptive? How, how much are people aware of this project, do you think? Uh, it's definitely a project uh, the select board's been talking about. Um, it's been mentioned at our town meeting days for a few years now and at yeah. their select board meetings. Uh, I, I can't really say I have a sense of what people feel. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in the last 18 months, we don't have a lot of time to socialize. Yeah, for sure. uh, but I, I definitely think this is an opportunity that it, it, it kind of checks a lot of boxes. It's close to 89. It is in a, a fairly uh, re, um, industrial area. I mean, there is some residences around there, but it's not like there's a huge yeah. housing development right next door. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the opportunities, the upside of this is very good. Interesting. Yeah, the location. Of course, I can go back to uh, Grateful Dead concerts back <laughs> in the mid-1990s, which uh, drew a few people to that area. But 
Yeah, the location was three miles off the interstate, mm -hmm. seven miles south of the border. Boy, another another huge issue for this area, obviously. It'd be nice to see the border reopening at some point. Exactly. Boy, maybe, hopefully, no later than this fall, but uh, Franklin County's certainly been hurt by the uh, pandemic, as probably most places have been. So it sounds like a real good initiative. And I guess we've got a vote in Highgate coming up at some point, I guess, la later in the year on this. Right. And also, like uh, Julie said, uh, uh, you know, the entire state has been struggling with declining enrollments in schools. Right. Uh, we've been fortunate. Ours hasn't dropped a great deal since I've been on the boards, huh. but it is declining. It is in Highgate. The elementary school is actually the one trending down. So, oh, really? uh, an opportunity to keep people in town and mm -hmm. dr attract yeah. new people to town. Uh, I'm personally all for it. Yeah. Julie, has the uh, as the any is there is there a hope on the timeline on this? You're just kind of going along with. How this plays out again a vote in Highgate later this year have you got any hope on a time frame for this well I'm aware that any development that happens would take quite a period of time right. I mean I've been engaged in conversations uh, with Highgate um, I, I took this job three years ago it was right. one of the first meetings they asked me to to attend was to have a discussion about this right. expansion hmm. um, but I would expect we from the school's perspective we have uh, the staffing uh, and the professionals to support whatever opportunities uh, we can have with the airport. So if that runway expands, um, the, the water and sewer is, is integral because that's without like that, you scheme. can't develop. Right. But with that um, expansion and the lengthening of the airport, uh, we have many more opportunities for students to have apprenticeships in uh, aeronautic uh, technicians, mm -hmm. mechanics, jet engines can land on a longer airstrip. So that's mm -hmm. a whole other level of mechanical uh, apprenticeships that can happen. Uh, the development that goes around an airport also provides business opportunities. We don't even know what they would be yet. Yeah. Um, but if you just think of the airport itself, with with the expansion of it, it's bigger, there's, there's more business, there are more technicians and, and professionals in the field there. You, we could begin as young as middle school with students going to the airport, touring, seeing the kinds of job opportunities. We can have a science curriculum that includes aeronautics as part of it so that it generates interest. We could really we already have our after-school program that has connections with the airport, oh. and they, they have activities, and, and they expose students. Uh, students take uh, lessons there. Uh, we could be partner with the airport um, so that students do get to have their pilot license. Um, in terms of timeline, none of that happens in a big hurry. But we have, if, 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 it's, if it's built, if it's developed, yeah. we can have those partnerships. And all it does is really strengthen um, the opportunities, our students could have high paying, highly skilled job opportunities mm. that can take them right here to Franklin County. Mm. Chittenden County is developing a lot of aeronautics. And then across the country, there's a need for pilots and aeronautic technicians uh, just that's really gonna expand over the next 10 to 20 years. This, just the, the 
fact that our high school is next to an airport yeah. creates an opportunity that it would really be hard to duplicate anywhere else. So uh, it can only benefit our students whether they want to stay here in Highgate uh, or whether they want to go anywhere else uh, and have a high paying job. Is there anything in the curriculum now kind of related to airport stuff or not particularly? We do some things and, and yeah. you know the science covers some of it but yeah. I even think about Julie's story and how having a work-based placement at school and partnering with school allowed her to be more engaged while she was in school. Yeah. So if we were more intentional about that and we were able to have more hands-on opportunities, go to the airport, build a project, build a drone, you know, whatever, uh, whatever aspect that the, the teachers wanted to yeah. explore, doing it in a place that's authentic and engaging and you're not just sitting in a classroom talking about it, yeah. it engages learners so that they're understanding, they're not just exposed to career, they're seeing the relevance of what they're learning to their future. Yeah. It helps how well they do in school. It helps them stay in school. And obviously, as we've been saying, it helps them after school with yeah. possible placements. Has the school to date had, of course, it'd be a pretty short field trip. I suspect kids right. probably would like a little longer field trip than going next door, but have there, has, have there been activities? Has the mm -hmm. airport kind of hooked into the school for sure. some activities? You know, it, it, we, it's particularly our after-school program. Yeah. They've, they've actually, one year, I don't believe it was because of COVID. I believe it was because we were having construction at the high school. Right. So the summer program sort of went to the airport, and they were yeah. wonderful in inviting the school there. Yeah. Students learned yeah. all kinds of things about the airport, yeah. and uh, they had their regular activities, but they also had some special activities just for them. So uh, it, it would only it would only grow. Yeah. Julie, at what point did you, have you been interested in aviation for a long time? Has this been a long interest you've had? I think you could say that. Yeah. Um, I was reminded of this recently, but I think my interest started at a career fair in sixth grade. Oh, wow. um, I was in Colchester Middle School at the time. And um, they, I think they brought a jet to the school mm. or something of the matter, and I got to sit in it. Yeah. And I went home and I told my family all about it. And they, by eighth grade, I had my first flight lesson at Burlington. Yeah. And I couldn't really continue that because I was 13 and didn't have money. <laughs> Is that right? You had your first flight lesson at 13? 13 or 14, I believe, yeah. yeah that's impressive. It's amazing. Wow. And then you, your family just you happened to move, I guess, to Alberg. You live in Alberg. Yeah. Yep. I know the train pretty well. Lived out in West Swanton for a number of years. But uh, and so when did you move up here? Did you go to MVU for all four four years or no? No, I was in Colchester High School for two years. Oh really? Because uh, Alberg has school choice. There yeah. isn't a high school in the islands. Yeah. So I chose Colte Colchester, and then I was brought back to MVU. So how'd you happen to flip over to MVU? It's just family relationship really yeah. and, and and did the airport did the airport's proximity was that a factor at that point or was not at the moment not, a, not then um I kind of assumed that I wouldn't be able to afford it yeah so I think I was pursuing pharmaceutical actually oh. till my senior year and like I mentioned before I met Richard and then I met Beth and then I met George oh. and my journey sort of began oh, that's great 
Have you got any other of your classmates who ended up at the airport? Have you got any friends from MVU who are working at the airport as well? Not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Interesting, but that's, that's worked out well and well for you. Absolutely. Interesting. Um, Chris, again, talking about educational opportunity. I guess Julie mentioned about 30 to 40% of MVU grads go on to college. That, I, was, I was wondering what that percentage was. Mm -hmm. So the majority of the grads do not go on to college. Right. So trade schools seem to get attention. I mean, boy, it sounds like there's just a labor shortage. It sounds like it's uh, one of the biggest issues in the country. It sounds mm -hmm. like just about any job students would want to get into might be a good way to go. But this certainly sounds like great potential at the airport if, if you know, some industries come in there and stuff. And it, it, uh, it can uh, snowball from there, too, because if yeah. industries come in, it actually supports the trades because then you need uh, maintenance on anything and everything. Buildings need maintenance. Yeah. Uh, you need plumbers, electricians, yeah. uh, contractors, the whole nine for that. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. You had asked about uh, field trips to the airport. I was an MVU student, yeah. and I was actually at MVU when uh, the Grateful Dead was there, as you mentioned was earlier. The dead. And uh, we, I can remember going over a couple times with the school to the airport. Um, in a past life, I used to work for a door company. And, uh, that's another trade that used to go and work at the airport. Really? I've been to Burlington and to uh, the Highgate Airport working on stuff there. Really? So it definitely spreads out into the community uh, more and more. Uh, I, I just I, I think it will provide a lot of opportunities. We don't know what they are yet because it's sure. you know you're looking at a crystal ball, but yeah. I think this is a step in the right direction. Our, our kids' trades, it just sounds like... A you know, I mean, good luck for a lot of people getting like an electrician or a plumber. Oh, my goodness. And talk about good-paying jobs. You see, is there more interest, I'd like to think, in young people maybe thinking about jobs like that? Well, we need to do something to get that interest there. Because that's what I'm always hearing, that schools aren't doing enough to, you know, to let kids know, hey, kids, you got a tremendous job with some of these, you know, great old occupations mm -hmm. that are, you know, demographic-wise or, you know, just older people are doing them. Well, we... we did a project at MBU a few years ago, right. and we had uh, uh, the project management company come in, and we spoke at length with them about how they could interact with our students while they were working on projects in the school. And they were frank with us. They said the average age of an electrician is 50-something. Right. The same with plumbers and right. stonemasons, et cetera. Yeah. And it is a real challenge to get f students even interested in those fields. And we have a great tech center here at Northwest Tech Center, yeah. and many students from MVU attend there. Yeah. But it's still not enough for all of the trades right. that are out there. And so we had, we had folks come. The yeah. students watched some of the trades folks working, yeah. uh, in, and they had sort of little mini field trips there when it was going yeah. on to try and just boost that interest. Yeah. yeah. And MVU doesn't have its own tech tech center? No, we, we're part of a, a, a collaborative. Everybody okay. is assigned to a tech center in a region. Okay. Uh, and so... Uh, and kids, a bunch of the kids do go to Northwest uh, at BFA? Mm -hmm. Yes. Interesting. But again, uh, we still would like to do more, um, sort of pre-technical or... or just even the work-based learning placement so that students can go to the tech center but then be placed in yeah. jobs and, and give them experiences so that they know, well, this is a career I might be interested in. Yeah. I think Julie is 
lucky that she had mm. that experience that connected with her yeah. and, and sort of inspired her. So many of our students, they don't have the exposure to careers yeah. that we don't even know what's out there. And as the fields are changing yeah. in 21st century, the jobs are different than when I was thinking about what I wanted to be when I grew up. Yeah. So just any kind of exposure we can have to trades and careers outside of go be a teacher or a nurse or a, yeah. you know, the sort of traditional things people think of. Yeah. Uh, we just need more exposure. Yeah. Interesting. How the pandemic, has MVU, is MVU back to normal or not till the next school year, just to touch on the pandemic event? We had, uh, we had to do it in stages as um, the requirements for physical distancing and so forth. Yeah. Uh, we did move seventh and eighth grade back to full time yeah. in May um, so that we could end the year strong. For high school, it was just a little too complicated with students' schedules yeah. to really, it would sort of upend a lot of students. Yeah. So we were close enough to the end of the year. Yeah. We expect that uh, things will be back to normal or closer to normal next yeah. year, and we'll have all of our students five days a week um, with a more traditional schedule, and hopefully students will be able to sit next to one another a little more closely right. and interact a little right. more typically. I guess obviously some students fared pretty well dealing with uh, remote learning, and I'm mm -hmm. sure some other students had a very tough time, obviously. I would say the biggest thing I learned about remote learning is um, it verified for me that the best way to teach a young child who's struggling to read is to have them in front of you. Yeah, okay. uh, and that for students who are um, self-motivated and really good at uh, and inquiring in the way that they learn, um, that having expanded opportunities using the computer is a great thing to do. So we will continue to have some options yeah. for courses that maybe we, we don't have enough interest at MVU, so students will have other opportunities. Um, so we'll still have some remote learning, but not a full-time. It really doesn't work for all, yeah. all students. You're, I, can, I can only assume you're a former teacher yourself, I'm mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Julie, how, how did the pandemic, did that affect your work life? Were you able to still go to work or were you doing, well, you, tell, you tell me, did the pandemic affect your life quite a bit? Um, yeah, so right when it struck, we didn't really have, like we got kicked out of school and we didn't have the classes set up yet. Mm -hmm. So there was a long period of time where there's a group of students who didn't really do any important learning. Yeah. Um, and Beth White really helped me. She got right on top of that with me. And related to my work, I got online courses, such as Sporties, which is a pilot's course, and King's Online School. And I was studying towards my mechanics and pilot's license in that time before school kind of caught up with us. Yeah. It was, it was easy for me to, I suppose, engage. So yeah. I was very interested in what I was learning about. Are things at the airport, do they seem to your eyes? Are they kind of getting back to normal at this point? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't take too long to get back to the airport because we kind of set up some safety restrictions and yeah. shortened, lowered the amount of people that were allowed in the hangars and 
yeah. whatnot. So I could still work with my mentor. He actually, before I was able to go back, he kind of set an iPad up on like a tripod and he would work like mechanically and I could watch him work yeah. and ask him questions. And wow. It was very, it's very cool. Were the number of flights, uh, I mean, did the number of flights go down? Was that, was that, did that decrease quite a bit, do you know, because of the pandemic or not especially, do you know? I think, I think it did. I suspect it probably affected that. Huh? Planes are kind of a small, or yeah. the ones I work with at least, yeah. are small areas. Um, so it was kind of difficult to figure out how we can resume that and fit two people in a, such an enclosed space. Yeah. Different kinds of planes. I mean, we're talking pretty much all small planes. Small planes, have. yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, they have like bigger planes at Burlington. Mm. Yeah. And again, you're still taking flying lessons at this point. I am. Wow. How how much longer? At, at what point would you hope to be? So you're not doing any solo flying at this point? Not yet. Not yet. I'm close to soloing. I believe. Really? Wow. Yeah. Getting pretty excited about that day. I am. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Chris, back to uh, opportunities. Have you got, a, I guess I asked you, a sense of Highgate again, big project coming up, a big vote in Highgate, which is probably a key part of the project's going to play out. Again, you have a ways to go, but um, you're running into anybody who's, you know, strongly opposed to this for any reason, or I suspect it's... That I, I have not. I haven't yeah. run into anybody strongly opposed. Um, yeah, I would, I would I kind I of wonder why there'd be strong. I mean, most people you would think would be in favor of you know, maybe, you know, a lot more job opportunities and stuff, although there's always, op you know, opponents doing anything, but you're not running right. into much of that at this point. I haven't. I have not. I have uh, talked to some people, I would say more on the fence, uh, just because we're early in the process and there's a lot yeah. of information going to be coming out in the summer. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't heard anybody strongly opposed, no. Yeah. I guess it might be worth mentioning field days in case anybody... Uh, field days, maybe their years may be numbered on their kind of famous, famous site that I know well. Um, and I guess people shouldn't get on this airport expansion project's case about that. Uh, it sounds like the state basically apparently is, has, I guess, made it pretty clear to the field days that at some point, not too many years down the road, they need to find another site. Yeah. So people shouldn't blame this project on that. I don't think. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Field, you've probably been to a few field days in your life, I guess. <laughs> I've been to a few, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Interesting. Uh, it's uh, something we usually look forward to every summer. Yeah, no, nice, nice event. Yeah, it is. In fact, I go back here many years. I can remember my old friend Doug Webb, a great guy from Fairfax. Maybe in one of my early years, circa 1980, I think, brought the field days back to life. I think it had lapsed for a while. It was an initial site in Fairfax, and then they found the great site in, in Highgate. So it's been a good event, but I trust I'll be able to find another, another site. I hope they do. Yeah. It's uh, definitely a community building uh, event. Uh, it's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, this, well, as school board members, do you think you'll get involved in trying to, you know, push the vote in Highgate? Is that something you guys can, or do you tend to stay away from non-school issues? Or how do you see your role in this, if any? Uh, I see our role more in a supportive nature. Uh, it, it, it gets uncomfortable sometimes when you, uh, as another board, tries to push in on another board's business. Yeah. Uh, but if we can be supportive in any way, I would actually, I would be very willing to be supportive. Yeah. Uh, the opportunities for the school, I think, are promising if this works out. Yeah. And that's, a, as a parent, resident, and a school board member, that's the part that's very appealing to me. Yeah. I'd like to think the Highgate Select Board might like to hear what the school board has to think about this project at some point. You think? Uh, they, they have been in contact, they yes. They have been in contact, yep. that's good. Yep. Oh, so big, boy, 
big project for Highgate. This is a this is a big big thing. It is a big deal, yeah. Uh, it's uh, within. Uh, I mean, I think we've already touched on it, but it, this is an opportunity to bring more business in the area. Yeah. It brings more jobs. It gets people the uh, ability to stay here. Um, I, I personally, I feel like a lot of people move out. So uh, once they're done with school, this would be an opportunity for people to stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Julie's a prime example. You know, yeah. she was able to do a work study program and now has a job yeah. in the community. And, and, and for a lot of the kids at NVU and other schools around here, used to their parents going off in a lot of cases, I'm sure, to the Burlington area for long commutes. So to shorten I, the commute would obviously be seemingly a very beneficial thing. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, once upon a time, used to work at IBM, so I used to have yeah. that hour commute every day. You're aware of that only yeah. too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm a local contractor, so I, I work yeah. within Franklin County, and yeah. I, I like staying local a lot better. Yeah. So, Julie, just to wrap up, again, big project, and people should uh, kind of stay tuned to this and to see it as a potential big plus if this were to happen. Absolutely. I know the school board, uh, both before the merger, uh, MVU school board wrote a letter uh, of support of this project, and then the Missisquoi Valley School District board uh, had me write a letter supporting this project because... Um, with all of these grants that are available right now, uh, federal money and state matching money, uh, it's really an incredible opportunity to do something that's very beneficial for the community. Um, and it's always scary to bond and spend and borrow money and spend yeah. money. Yeah. But the return uh, on that investment, given all of the infrastructure money that will be coming to states, um, mm. It's, it's an incredible opportunity. So we're happy to be supportive uh, of the board's work. Okay, and that pause, we're going to take a short break. But very many thanks to Julia Regenball, the superintendent of the Missisquoi Valley School District, to Julia Torres, MVU grad, a, a person who works at the airport, hoping to be flying one of these days. Julia Torres, thanks. And Chris Shepard, the chair of the Missisquoi Valley School District Board. Thanks a lot for your time, folks. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more in just a bit. Thanks. And we're back. Thanks for joining us, folks, on Northwest Access TV. We're talking about the proposed expansion of the Franklin County State Airport in Highgate and especially the relevance to uh, area students, including most certainly those at Missisquoi Valley Union High School. And happy to have uh, back for double duty uh, Julie Torres, an MVU grad who works at the airport. And we have... uh, a school coach, uh, Beth White, who's worked uh, closely with Julie and a number of other folks. And Beth, I'll give you a chance later to tell us all about exactly what you're doing. Also happy to have on the set Kevin Dwyer, Kevin Operations at uh, what's boy, Border, Border Air at the Franklin Border County Air. State Airport. Anyway, Kevin, good to have good to have you on board. Thank you, Richard. Um, so again, big 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 project here. Um, again, three distinct parts to it, and it looks like aside from the uh, educational opportunities if more businesses were to be attracted to the airport site the state in any case agency of transportation i guess whatever is looking yes. looking to upgrade the airport can you talk about that a runway I, expansion I can talk somewhat about it yeah. it, it is a whatever v- you're comfortable sure it's about. a it's a v-trans project okay. so it's a state project has that been in the works for a while when did you folks start hearing uh, about it's this? it's been in the works i think or hoped for in the last seven years seven. and you've been at the airport for about five years i've been a pilot there for about five years oh. and working at border yeah. air for about five months. So, tell, just tell tell me a little about border border air. Border air is what's called a field base operator, oh. uh, fixed base operator. Uh, we operate manage the airport itself. Oh. Uh, Cliff Coy is the airport manager. Oh. Uh, so, by FAA standards, he 
operates the airport itself, and we do everything within safety, fueling, mechanics, um, overseeing the operation. So, how many how many planes a day are, are you know, taking off, landing rough, roughly? Uh, so it's line? definitely seasonal, but uh, yeah. a day like today, there could be twenty five to thirty. Really? Uh, it's a teaching airport, so there's a lot of flight lessons going on, yeah. as you heard from Julie, and you'll hear from Beth. Yeah. Uh, so we do have. I think eight flight instructors on property. That's so awesome. they're flying as many as three to five students each right. uh, throughout the week. So a student may have one lesson, two lessons a week right. uh, in hopes to get their license. So uh, it's, you it's get the a sense there's more interest of, of students these days, young people in flying, or about the same? Or uh, There is, because yeah. what you're going to hear from Beth is she's drawing these kids in, and it's great. It, the, the young energy is really nice to have. And that's why, you know, you'll hear a teaching hospital. Well, we're a teaching airport, really and, and, and we are a community airport. So huh. you'll hear Cliff say that. Cliff is very much about what we give back to the community because we are vested in that community. And uh, so it's not an island. It's part of the community, yeah. and Julie's a product of that. And we actually love having our energy, and it's fun to have, I say kids, but young people around. So... It's a, it's a nice environment, and Beth has contributed to that a lot. Interesting. Let's uh, again, Julie, back with us. Uh, so, Julie, a 2020 MVU grad, and interest in aviation for a number of years, and lo and behold, you're working at the airport. It sounds like you're doing doing well. And tell us about. Uh, so, Beth has been very helpful for you over there. Absolutely, um, she's definitely got me started and showed me many branches and ways I can pursue my passions and really. Showed me, showed me the way. Interesting, Beth. Tell us, um, tell us a lot easier for you to talk about yourself <laughs> and me. Tell us about all you're up to. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, so um, I discovered air uh, flying at a an older age in my 40s, and really? uh, it, it was definitely a really amazing experience. I read this book called West with the Night about this woman in 1939 who flew. Uh, for 26 hours Is this across the Atlantic. Bar Barrel yes, Mar Barrel Markham. Funny, I've been reading that book to my kid off and on for the last year. Great book. I love the book. I said, gosh, if Barrel can do this, why yeah. can't I? It's 2020 or 2019 when I first started. So I took a discovery flight and I loved it. I've been hooked ever since. And then do, uh, do you fly? Are you a, do you fly? Yes. Really? Yes. So I, uh, wow. I, I, called into my reality uh, an airplane, which sounds kind of funny, but I read this book. Uh, called You Are a Badass, Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. And it's all about just calling into reality the things that and opportunities that will make your heart sing. And so after I took my flight lesson, I said, I'm going to call into my reality an airplane. And my friend looked at me kind of strangely and she said, well, what color is it? And I was like, it's white and green. And then I kind of forgot about it and I took a few flight lessons at uh, kind of like what Julie did. And it was pretty expensive. And Six months later, my mom got a call from my former math, elementary school math teacher's wife, Jane, and she said, uh, so before Charlie passed away, uh, we were noticing that Beth was taking flying lessons. We were wondering if she'd be interested in his airplane, and it happened to be at Franklin County. And so in exchange for helping Jane get a barn roof put on, I acquired this little Cessna 150. Really? And... Uh, which is keep at Franklin County State yeah, it's your home it's airport, right obviously. here. Wow. And uh, so I started taking flying lessons out of it, and 
after a few hard landings, a few landing lights went out every now and then, and this guy at the airport, George Coy, said, you know you could fix that yourself. And I said, really? And so he sort of took me under the, his wing, and I started mentoring. And he's like, you know, you can start logging these hours towards your mechanics license. And I said, really? Oh. And so every time I worked uh, on my plane or George let me help him out, I started logging hours. And I said, gosh, if, I, if I'm doing this, why can't kids do this? Do you, do you ever take young kids or high school kids or middle school kids in? And so lo and behold, uh, two years later, we now have about 16 young people really? who are associated with our flying club, which is called EAA Chapter 613. Oh. And we have a bunch of middle school youth, some of whom Julie have mentored, three of whom are girls who are interested in becoming mechanics. Oh. And uh, they basically call up George and they say, can we come to the hangar this weekend? Really? And then when COVID hit, uh, they could come to the hangar almost any day of the week because oh. they had a lot of flexibility if they could get there. Yeah. Um, and should, then should note an obvious point: these are good. Yeah. In talking, these are good paying jobs. I mean, these are good good jobs. Yeah, and the most important thing is just to sort of expose youth to what's oh. out there. So, you know, we had kids show up who are interested in flying lessons, but then, you know, something. The, on the pre-flight is wrong with the plane, and so George has to get out his toolbox and fix it, and then they're right there helping him, and then, wow, I, I kind of like turning wrenches. Oh. Uh, and so then with the support from the Harbor Freight uh, Tools for Schools uh, Foundation, oh. they contacted the, the organization I work for, which is called Big Picture Learning, oh. and we're a not-for-profit organization that helps schools establish uh, real-world learning oh. as the and center youth in their learning opportunities. Is this a, is this a local? Is this a, just a local organization? Whatever. So this is a national, so it's national. Uh, program, wow. and Julie was our very first Harbor Freight Fellow really? uh, in the state. And uh, yeah, I got a call. Uh, I was actually visiting Missisquoi one day, and uh, Richard Barwin, who's the work-based learning coordinator there, said, "Hey, I have a girl who's really interested in aviation. I know you're a pilot. Can you talk to her?" Right. And so I met Julie in the cafeteria, and one thing led to another. She did a shadow day. She got to shadow George, see what it was like. Mm. And I could see her really excelling. Her eyes lit up. Her whole body language changed. Um, and she was really good at what, whatever George had her working on. He only had to show it one time. Oh. And she was also really good at problem solving. I'd, I'd also say that there was a couple things that I think you fixed probably uh, – some like a uh, uh, band sawing of help me out here, um. <laughs> coming up with a quick fix, right? In uh, in you know these fabrication. Fabrication. Yep. Thank you. These these young people have such mm. uh, plastic brains, you know, and they they learn really quickly. Interesting. Yeah. So, so again, boy, it sounds like you'd be really busy. Again, we're talking about a project. <laughs> we mentioned the uh, state plans to upgrade the airport and the other two parts of this. Uh, a private development of a seven-lot commercial park on a budding property, and Highgate comes in looking, uh, I guess, a September vote on extending uh, water and sewer lines from MVU. And if that happened, certainly the uh, or the job opportunities, uh, possibility of attracting industries down, you know, down the road, you might be uh, even a heck of a lot busier than you are now. <laughs> Although we're talking, it's we're true. talking a number of years here, but. Yes. But you, you would like to see this sounds like a good project. You would like to see uh, a lot more business out there, so to speak. 
Well, I was just sort of brainstorming with Julie before we went on about what are all the opportunities um, that exist right now, would you say, Julie, for young people to apprentice? Mechanics, um, other technical opportunities, uh, but welding I mean, some, even. But somewhat limited now. I mean, somewhat limited. I mean, you'd like to see a situation where there were a lot more opportunities available for young people? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So I, the hopes are that, that in the development around the airport, it's, it's not just the airport, but the technology park. Yeah. And the technology park will obviously have jobs. And we hope that they're not warehouses. We want them to be robust companies that now embrace this same philosophy and they bring in apprentice maybe. Um, some, one of the companies is a machine shop. It's a great place to come and learn. Uh, these are technical jobs. They, and one, one thing I thought about when we were talking to Julie is she may have thought these jobs were out of reach unless she got to put her toe in the water and experience that, you know, this is attainable. I can do this as opposed to in a desk thinking, oh, I might want to be in aviation, but, but what does can that I mean? do it? Can, <laughs> right. can I do it? You know, and so I, what we've tried to do is reduce those roadblocks and allow younger people to say, wow, this is attainable and I can do it. Uh, like I said, it's it's a welcoming community, and that's you know I've been there for five years. Yeah. It's a neat community, and uh, there's a lot of smart people hanging around, but they're very gracious and kind and willing to help others, and that's what's neat about it. And, and again, should note um, a vote in Highgate, I guess, scheduled for September 14 on a on a bond issue to extend uh, water and sewer lines, but yeah. that's certainly a key for what type of uh, development there'll be in the commercial park. It I think is. you mentioned without that. It sounds like uh, where warehouses would be yeah. the kind of a it, it would thing be, you'd probably expect, and maybe not uh, too much more than that. I, I, I think, Richard, it would fall short and yeah. be a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, right now, you have a huge opportunity. Uh, if you know Jeff Carr, the economist for the state, he says this is just if, no, if you right. don't if you don't take yeah. advantage of this, right. take full advantage of this. Uh, yeah, politely, he used to say you're missing a really great opportunity yeah. here. So. Folks should and hopefully understand that this is a big deal for Highgate and uh, Swanton, really. So, In fact, I spoke earlier today. Again, we're taping this on June 9th. I interviewed uh, Tim Smith, the St. Albans mayor, right. whose day job is pretty important, one executive director of Franklin County Industrial Development Corporation. And Tim certainly sees this as yeah. uh, emphasizing it's going to take a while, but if yeah. the vote is positive, it uh, could be just a very beneficial project for the for the area. Right. Like and any Swanton Village officials who I've interviewed recently all also Reg Bellabo, Neil Spear, yep. Trustee Eugene LeBombard, very seem to be very think this is a great, great yeah. idea. It, it's been a while for Highgate yeah. And, yeah. and I think now there there really is an opportunity there in the spotlight and they've got a chance here and let's seize it. And uh, it's not gonna be overnight. Everybody's explained yeah. that. It's I mean th there's some initial things that have to happen but yeah. It's going to be an evolution. It's going to take some time, and yeah. we don't even know which companies want to come in. But we have yeah. had people call and ask, and yeah. you know, what are you doing? And then we're starting to see some intrigue and yeah. interest. So it's it, it is an exciting time. Yeah. Where the location does seem just you know again three miles off the interstate, just yeah. south of Canadian. In my early years up here reporting, it seems like the only companies I was the only new companies that would show up, and certainly Swanton was a. Uh, Beneficiary in St. Albans were, you know, companies north of the border looking right. to have a, and that seemed to have, you know, kind of diminished over the years, but maybe that could come back. Who, who knows? It could come back, yeah. yeah. Yep. Interesting. So, so Beth, again, you've got a, a number of um, folks you're dealing with besides Joe. Did I hear six, 16 at the airport? 
Yeah, so we have a flying club called EAA Chapter 613, and anyone's welcome to join. This mm. weekend, actually, we're hosting a, a, a Young Eagles Day, which is for youth ages 8 to 17 who maybe have never been in a small airplane before and they want to take their first Young Eagles flight. Mm. Julie, do you remember your first Young Eagles flight? <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> want to tell, tell us about it? Um, Adam, right? Yeah. It was winter. Uh, he's oh. got a mall with uh, skis on it, oh. and uh, just went on over there. And uh, he took me up that day, and we. I think I read about this, and, and brought brought you home. Yeah, he brought me home. Is it landing on Lake Champlain? Uh, yep. <laughs> I live on the lake, and he took me right in front of my house, and I <laughs> was able to just hop out on the ice. Wow, that's wild. It was an amazing day. Hmm. Yeah, that first flight is always a memorable one. Wow. I'm, I assume you're happy to see. Are there more girls? You think getting getting in, in interested in aviation stuff like this? Yeah. Beth? So unfortunately, I think there's only two percent of mechanics are women. Oh, is that right? And 2%? so we're really trying and to. And we're talking air, airplane mechanics. Airplane now? mechanics. Yes. Really, two percent. Yes. Wow. And uh, and out of a hundred airline pilots, so air air transport pilots, yeah. only five of them are women. I was about to ask you that. Really just five percent? So yes. Um, so we're yeah. really trying to push push that awareness and to open up uh, awareness about aviation flying is one aspect, but also like I said earlier, working on planes is a whole other aspect. And so we do a lot of outreach. Uh, like Julie said earlier, we host after-school programs at the airport, and we do summer programs as well. And uh, this Learn to Fly weekend is coming up on the 12th, and kids can sign up, or parents can sign their children up. And then once they take a Young Eagle flight, they get a, a access to free ground school through uh, online through a, a company called Sporties, which is sponsored by the EAA. Mm -hmm. So it's a real nice introduction to flying. And then for folks who are a little bit older than 18 or 18 and older, they can come on Sunday. Mm. I know Julie said her husband might be interested in flying. So mm. I think what Franklin County uh, helped me demystify was that aviation is for really for everyone. Mm. And I think Julie might have had a preconception about the true cost of aviation. But um, all the folks in my hangar and, and around me are, are working class people and for the most part, yeah, there's a few doctors and lawyers up there, but for the most part, uh, people are really hardworking and their airplane, my airplane basically costs a little bit around what a used car costs, right? And then if, if you oh, can, oh. you know, help, get help working on it or have some local mechanics work on it, you know, oh. it's, it's reasonable. And I know a lot of folks share planes as well, so they kind of buy into an airplane, so it's it's really manageable and it's it's really fun. Well, I guess I'm yeah. thinking back. I think the one time I've ever taken off at the Franklin County State Airport, old friend Floyd Handy, oh. uh, the late St. Albans mayor, who boy, yep. if anybody loved flying more than Floyd, I don't yeah. think I've met that person. <laughs> but uh, yeah. maybe his son. Yeah, his son. Oh, is that an an avid one flyer. of the kids? Is, uh, yes. Dan's so up there. That's all right, Dan's yeah. a flyer. But yeah, I had a yeah. Floyd took me out over the lake. I remember that flight. That's maybe the one time I've uh, taken off from the airport and landed there, fortunately. But well, so the airport sounds like a pretty pretty busy place. It's a busy uh, place, and I, I and I want folks to understand they can walk in and say hi and yeah. take a look around. You know, we, yeah. we want to be open and uh, accessible. Yeah. So if you want to go flying again, I'll take you up. Yeah, that's a, that's very kind. Yeah. And so if you wait a little bit longer, Julie can take you up. Yes. Wow, <laughs> Can, can, I'd be curious, can you give us a typical day on the job, Julie? What, what, is there a typical day for you or anything but typical, just with your work? 
Um, it's usually something different every day. Yeah. Um, I often show up and look to my mentors <laughs> for work, and uh, I don't know. I'm just always learning, always learning, and every day is an adventure. Um, yeah. One day she showed up, and uh, we ended up heading to Maine. Yep. <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun day. Yes, I was setting up a maritime program through the Harbor Freight Fellowship. So we're, we're sending five Vermont kids to Portland, Maine, to work on a tall ship this summer. Really? That uh, sounds while great. It, while it comes in from to port, wow. and they're fixing all the broken <coughs> electri- electrical stuff and plumbing stuff and, and doing lots of painting and varnishing, and then they're sending it back out to sea. So. Wow. Julie got to see all that was going on at the shipyard, and it's not actually that much different than, I think, stuff that you do at the airport. There was fiberglass going on and mm-hmm. oil changes, and um, so there's a lot of transferable skills, right? So, you know, the, the folks at Missisquoi can come and apprentice with our paint shop, or, you know, there's a guy upstairs who does all the panels. He has a water laser cutter, I think, that mm-hmm. he cuts out panels for people who are putting in new instruments and, and modernizing their their panel of their airplane. Um, you know, and those skills are all transferable. So kid who's interested in diesel mechanics might actually really enjoy working in uh, aviation, just may not know it yet. Mm. She just has to be exposed to a shadow day or a network. So do you, some rec- do you try to do, do you recruit? Is that part of what you're doing? Do you go over to... NVU and try to find some kids who might be interested in this? So, Richard, it's pretty much about relationships, yeah. you know, and the more Julie Regimal gets to know me and yeah. um, Richard Barwin, and then he finds out I'm really interested in flying as my uh, mm. hobby, and he's really interested in flying too, and he was yeah. actually building a plane. You know, so you kind of, like, get to know one another, and then one thing leads to the, the other, and he introduces you to a student named Julie Torres. And, uh, yeah. Mm. So back to, uh, again, the project, talking about... Sure. The, so it looks almost certain the state's been talking about making some improvements at the airport for yes. years, I guess. Yep. So it looks like that's pretty much a done deal. So if you drive by the airport last, uh, I think it was last fall, they, they did the fence expansion, okay. and they cleared out some trees. It was appropriate. And then inside the fence should start somewhere spring of 22. So... Uh, that's when they'll extend the runway. Uh, about a thousand, a thousand it's about feet. feet, yes. So on the so south side. It will be on the south side, yes. So, guess, yeah. yeah. So, so now you can get a sense for the perimeter based on the fence line. Oh, okay. So, um, if you come on up, you can see where that will be. It's still quite a distance from the road. Uh, there are parameters specified by the FAA right. for safety reasons. Yeah. Uh, obviously, from overhead lines, trees. Uh, houses, so yeah. all that is taken into consideration. And that would be enough in the small jets. Is, it's not a long enough runway it, at this it, point. It could be small jets, but it's. I don't suspect that it will increase okay. to a high jet traffic. Yeah. Uh, you'll see probably multi-engine, twin-engine, uh, but you're not going to see heavy planes. It's just not long enough. And don't expect and don't look forward to uh, flying out of Highgate in the future if you're going uh, somewhere. Yeah, to you never know. There could be. I don't know if Boutique Air is going to fly out of out yeah. of. Uh, I guess Frankly Burlington can. just, I'm a, I'm a Boston area native, I guess, yeah. and flight yeah. Burlington to Boston. They did. Uh, 
Gene is thrilled that Boutique Air is going yeah, out of Burlington Boutique again. Air. Yes. And those are pretty pretty small planes. They're small planes. They're they're uh, Pilatus. Uh, I think they're eight seats. Oh, oh really? Six wow. to eight, uh, and That's they fly cool. twice a day, maybe down and back. Oh, but cool. like you said, when I was much younger, there was yeah. daily trips to Boston. You could catch any of six. Yeah. But with roads, so they yeah. you now it's cheaper to drive. But yeah. now I think we're getting back to hey, it, it might be easier to fly, yeah. depending on how it is to get out of the Logan Airport area. But Burlington is so accessible for commuting. So. Yeah. Uh, in fact, yeah, a lot of I'm Canadians. never dealing with Logan again in my life. I'll, I'll be a happy, happy yeah, guy. It's a busy place. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to see a lot of commercial commuting traffic out of Franklin County. Okay. Uh, I should mention again, I keep hearing rumblings of more cargo planes. I talked to you off the air, but I, I, you know, that's, that remains to be seen. And don't, it, it, may this not, may, may not be happen. above my pay grade or yeah. outside of my purview, but sure. uh, we have not had. Uh, any interest that we know of, maybe the state has, but FedEx, UPS, USPS, yeah, nobody's uh, been checking in on they anything. haven't. Uh, and yeah. you know what I think you'll see is there's going to be some aviation technology there. Yeah. Planes will fly in. They may pick up equipment. They may drop off equipment. May get yeah. serviced. Uh, but I, I, it's early to say. But yeah. uh, Amazon, I don't know. Who, who knows what's going to happen in five years? Yeah. Uh, but I do think it's intended to be an economic driver yeah. and it's going to increase aviation at the northern end of the state which is appropriate yeah. uh, we do find that there's some Canadian traffic that wants to come in to Newport because they are excuse me into Franklin County yeah. but they're just gonna travel here and they either have a home here or visit so pre-pandemic could you could you fly north of the border or can you not not do that Pre-pandemic, you can fly north of the border, but if you're going to land, you got to tell somebody. Okay, so, so you can you have to tell folks up there if you're if, if you're just crossing the if you just cross the border a bit, a bit, you're, okay. you know, you're all right. But if you touch down anywhere yeah. without permission or without a uh, border clearance, right. you're going to have a problem. So there are some small airports just north of the border, boy. None, none there are. Right. I mean, you can fly to Montreal from here. Sure, and, Montreal, and, uh, Saint Hubert has a nice little airport oh, with yeah. customs. So. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's about a 15-minute flight from Franklin County to St. Hubert with right? customs. Of, there's not customs at Franklin County yet, but yeah. um, so St. Hubert, you can enter Montreal there. It's, so, yeah, uh, post or during the epidemic, uh, you could fly to Plattsburgh back and forth from Montreal, which we saw some of that going on. But right. uh, would we enjoy that? I don't know. I don't know if we would get that traffic. Yeah. Isn't the Plattsburgh air airport... Didn't they shut down? Are they still shut down? They're shut down for, for a, a better part of the summer really? for repaving. Wow. Yeah, which was needed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. so, again, it looks like the airport, uh, the, again, the runway extension, the airport upgrade, looks like it's clearly going that, to happen. That's, that's a federal and state project, and yeah. that looks like a, a pretty much a fait accompli. Like done deal, yeah. And, again, another part of this, uh, the private development of a seven-lot commercial park and what ends up... Uh, Coming in there, it sounds like that's so. That's where the water and sewer is so key. It's key for because, what's going to locate in there. We have, I swear, we have inquiries every day for hangar space. Is that right? But yeah. if I don't have water, I don't have sewer, then I can't service my plane and things like that. So if we don't get that, that hinges yeah. on much of it. So yeah. and the water, water quality is not real good. Good there, and I'm trying. I have to, to be polite, but it's marginal. Is that pretty yeah, marginal? Yeah, we don't. We, it's pot It's not potable. We don't drink it. Is that right? You yeah. don't. You don't drink it. No. Uh, and obviously septic for... Uh, we have a septic system, but I would yeah. say it's 
pretty much at its limits. Really? Wow. Yeah, I'm not a septic engineer, but I That's do know it. It, you know there's it, it, there's much more on it that was intended, yeah. and, and we need to rent it. We need yeah. to fix that. Oh, it sounds like a, a very important vote coming up in Highgate again. It is. Uh, at a $3.5 million project cost. And, and of that, Highgate folks are certainly trying to get grants and have gotten some grants already, I guess. Of that 3.5, it's uh, with COVID money and some other money, yeah. some federal money. It, it hopefully will be a minimal impact on Highgate. Yeah. Uh, Nobody it's knows been pointed what that out is. the taxes. If you get some good companies in there, obviously they will carry that pretty good tax revenue. Out yep. of, uh, and and hangers pay taxes. Okay, hangers there. So a hanger owner pays taxes to the town. And oh. so oh, is that right? Just to the town? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's there's tax money to the town, which is beneficial. Yeah. Have you got pretty pretty good space up there, Kevin, for more hangers? We have space. Yeah. What we don't have right now is the water, water sewer. It, it's it's the chicken and the egg, the yeah. cart and the horse. Yeah. Either yeah. way. So uh, no, nothing you can really do on the hanger front without water and sewer. No, it would be with more hangers. Yeah, that yeah. would be helpful. And then same with the industrial park. Right. So yeah. we'd need that to do that. Um, so it it would be again increasing the the, the richness of the airport and the experience. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, for education, for the utilization, yeah. and for the community. Yeah. So. So pretty. I mean, this sounds like a down to about two and a half minutes here. But so pretty excited about the project and what could be just a. Just, you know, so, so many more educational opportunities for yes. area students. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you've heard about Beta Technologies, Richard, uh, down I'm, in Burlington. I've they're, heard of, yeah, They're oh, expanding exactly. a lot. They're, they created the first Evital, uh, or one of the first. They're in, in the race. Cover story It's a vertical takeoff days, and right. then, right, electrical airplane, 200 yeah. nautical miles or so. Their, uh, right. see, their founder is Kyle Clark, and Kyle's right. very first airplane ride as a child was with yeah. George Coy. And so, you know, he, Kyle went off to MIT, and now he's back, and he's developing beta, and they're constantly expanding and growing. So the possibilities of, you know, you never know that little kid who comes on that Saturday that hops into your Cessna 150 with you, you they could be yeah. the next, you know, inventor of yeah. something like beta. And then now, I mean, they can't even build fast enough uh, in Burlington yeah. to accommodate all their needs in their growing expansion. So. Wow. Yeah, nice cover story on seven days a couple of weeks ago about yes. that. Yeah. Interesting. And we have five, five of our in, uh, youth from our EAA chapter are now interning at Beta. Oh, really? So oh, they have great. a robust internship program any, as well. Any potential for anything like that at, at the Franklin County State Airport? <laughs> that, would be super, that? that would be really cool. And. Uh, We'd love to have them. Yeah, but, so you'd certainly uh, be yeah. open to that. Uh, we are. It's it's not just my opinion, sure. uh, but yeah, it would be nice. Uh, uh, and you, and you talk about tech jobs. Yeah, those are uh, tech companies, yeah. and there's so many facets to aviation. There's electronics. There's aerodynamics. There's yeah. power plant. There's the e each young person might find something they're more yeah. engaged in. I mean, there's body work. There's yeah. you know, it's just so it's 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 neat. Um, and we'd love to have beta if, if that works out. Great. So. And just about to wrap it up here, Julie, it sounds like you found a nice kind of uh, employment home at the Franklin County State Airport. Absolutely. So um, I've built some really strong relationships over there that I'm quite fond of, and I think that's really important and often overlooked, I believe. Um, as a student who's kind of been in both worlds of sitting in the classroom and kind of being one of the numbers and bunch of us focused in on one person and 
also experiencing having that one-to-one -one experience with someone and kind mm -hmm. of really absorbing what I'm being learned. Um, I think that relationship is very important and I kind of want to share that with other students. Very good. On that positive note, we'll call it a day. Thanks very much to Julia Torres, MVU grad, working at the Franklin County State Airport, school coach, and a lot more. Beth White, thanks, and Kevin Dwyer with uh, Operations Border Air at the Franklin County State Airport. Thank thanks, you, folks, for the time. Thanks for all the information. And Highgate Residents, big, big project. I'm sure there'll be a lot of information coming out this summer. We'll certainly give you more here, but a big project, uh, a big thing coming up in Highgate and Franklin County. Thanks for watching us here on Northwest Access TV. I'm Richard Copperthwaite. See you next time.